All right, so here we go. Sixers and Heat, second round of the NBA playoffs. Today we'll provide a full breakdown of the series. I'll give you some of my keys for the Sixers to win and ultimately leave you with a final series prediction. Let's go. Perfect. 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 What is going on, everybody? RB here. Welcome on into Philly Take with RB. You know what to do? Hit that like button, subscribe to the channel if you are new. Be sure to ring the bell so you don't miss any of the content. We'll be live every game of the series and covering it with post-game recaps as well. Today we're back and the four-seeded Sixers going up against the one-seeded Miami Heat. I have to say, you know, prefacing this, this is probably the hardest preview prediction I have ever done doing my research. A lot of it may not even matter, you know, because based on the circumstances where we are at in the series, you know, a lot of this might not even apply. So, you know, Take what I'm, what I'm going to say today with a grain of salt. We're in a tough situation here, um, and we'll just have to see how it plays out. But let's get into it. So we come into this series with the biggest, you know, reports and headlines. Obviously, Joel Embiid, you know, being the biggest one, he is going to miss at least games one and two, according to Woj. He'll be reevaluated midweek. He has a broken right orbital bone and also has a mild concussion now. You know, he might be able to play through the orbital, uh, but, you know, will he be able to clear concussion protocol? That will happen midweek, and if it does, he might be able to return for game three. Heat fans know this best, you know, Mast Embiid might have to make a reappearance. Um, you know, when he got hurt in 2017, he was elbowed by Fultz, had to wear the mask. This is the same thing, um, and he might have to bring it back out, so we'll see if he can play. Obviously, us Sixers fans are hoping and praying because without Embiid, we don't really stand a chance at all. And for the Miami Heat, Kyle Lowry has already been ruled out game one. He missed the last two games of the previous series with his hamstring injury. Will he be able to play? I don't know. I know Jimmy Butler also is dealing with, I think, a knee injury. So it's going to be interesting. But Jimmy Butler has actually been the top player in the playoffs so far, 30.5 points per game. He had a great series. He was, you know, balling out on Trey Young. Um, and I'm not really mentally prepared to play Jimmy Butler in a playoff series. I can't believe we're here. But here we are. It's going to be an interesting series. Um, just some background info about these teams. Personally, I think this is a series of, again, uh, size and will versus kind of the athleticism, the depth, the speed of Miami, their closeout ability. But that all changes, again, with Joel Embiid out of the picture. So how will the Sixers, you know, be able to readjust? Both of these teams were tied for 11th in the league when it comes to offensive rating and efficiency. However, on the defensive side of the ball is really where Miami has their advantage. They were a top five defense in the NBA coming at number four. The Sixers were 12th in defense. You know the Heat are going to make this series tough. They have a lot of those gritty type of guys that will be out on the perimeter trying to really force the ball away from the basket. Um, and, you know, both of these teams being at the bottom of the league in paces, that's definitely not good for the Sixers. You're going to have to keep it up uh, and keep on your toes in this series. Both of the teams also not really too fond of rebounding. So, you know, who, whichever team will kind of be able to get the advantage in that category might have, um, you know, an, an option to really succeed here in this series. Um, one point to note, though, that, that I think goes in the Sixers' favor is that the Heat are one of the highest fouling teams in the NBA. And, uh, you know, the Sixers like to get to the line. Now, again, without Joel Embiid, will James Harden get more calls? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. We know a lot of guys like to complain for fouls on both sides. The Heat had to have a lot of those guys, so... Harden's going to really have to find his way to the charity stripe in this series. Uh, and we'll see how it goes. In terms of the regular season with these teams, 
It was a 2-2 season series, but in my opinion, you, you really got to throw out the data, you know, because, again, just like uh, when we previewed the Sixers-Raptors, none of the regular season games had both teams entirely healthy. Now, I will note in the second matchup, the Sixers played well. They were missing Danny Green. The Heat were missing Adebayo, and the Sixers won 109-98. to They held Kyle Lowry to 2 for 11. They held Butler to 1 for 11 and beat at 32. A great performance there. And in the third matchup, the Heat played really well. They won 99 to 82. The Sixers did not have James Harden in that game. The Heat were missing Kyle Lowry, but the Heat played well and they held Embiid to four for 15. Other than that, the only notable thing, Embiid averaged 24 points per game in the first or in the only three games he played against the Heat. And in the three games uh, against the Sixers, Jimmy Butler averaged 18, I'm sorry, 19 points per game. Harden did not play the Heat as a member of the Sixers. So things are gonna definitely look a lot different. So my first key for the Sixers to win this series, pretty much my biggest point of emphasis is their ability to penetrate the Miami Heat defense. As I said earlier, the Heat perimeter defenders will come with a lot of strength. And, you know, the Sixers are going to have to keep the ball moving, right? Obviously, James Harden is going to have to have a huge series. The ball movement is going to be key. Just like how we saw in game six against the Raptors, the quick touches, everybody's going to have to be on their toes uh, moving around. In my opinion, we're probably going to see a lot of different defensive looks. Eric Spolscher is a great coach. There's reasons why Joel Embiid has, has struggled against teams like the Raptors and the Heat in previous matchups, and it's because Spolscher knows how to play these guys. And with the beat out, I could see the focus being on James Harden. I think he's going to probably bring a lot of doubles early, force him out on the perimeter, and, and just really make things hard. Similar to what I said about the Raptors, I think the Heat will make this an uncomfortable series, and I think you're going to have to see a guy like Tyrese Maxey get going. I think he could be the X factor here. Um... Because we've seen games where Max, he can have 27, 28, 29. He's going to have to, you know, step up when Harden gets doubled. And we're going to have to swing the ball. We can't live or die with that type of offense. Also, I think the Sixers really need to target different matchups and switches. You know, they really cooked Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson earlier in a couple matchups. So they're going to have to try to find a way to, you know, get those switches and move guys off the ball um, and really just get in an optimal position to attack. Now, Doc Rivers said the plan is to go Harden dominant style offense until and if and when Joel Embiid comes back. So what that says to me is we're going full D'Antoni style. So Harden is going to have to have the guys spaced out and whoever's in the lineup is going to have to be able to knock down shots when Harden dimes them up, you know, bringing those, that strong side help. Harden's probably going to find guys sitting in the corner, whether it's a Danny Green, a George Yang, even a Tobias Harris. They're going to have to be able to knock down shots. Now, the Sixers did knock down 40-plus percent from three in five of the six games against the Toronto Raptors. They're going to need to be able to keep that up. You know, there's a low margin of error here for the Sixers, and if they have a couple games where they're shooting 25, 27% from three, it does not look very good for them in this series, and especially without Joel Embiid. You're not going to be able to have that dominant post presence. You're going to be able to have to knock down shots, simple as that, and also aggression, being our best friend in this series. Again, the Heat are going to try to push us outside. They have a lot of guys who are going to throw different looks. You can't let them take over this series with that energy. Tobias is going to have to be aggressive, get his. Maxi, Harden, guys like that will have to step up, and they're all going to have to play well. Um, if not, I think the Heat you know, are, are going to make this really uncomfortable and just kind of kind of take us out of our element. You know. As for my second key, I think the Sixers' pick-and-roll defense is really going to come into play in this series. The Heat like to operate a lot of pick-and-roll the Sixers could also do the same, but however, 
without Joel Embiid, we're going to see a lot more hardened, isolated ball uh, with guys trying to spot up and shoot. Now, for the Miami Heat, they have a lot of different actions they can do- go to, whether it's Kyle Lowry, Hero, Butler, along with Adebayo. Adebayo is a great player. He can switch. He can move. He can come up and play make. He can rim run. He can do anything you need to. And when I thought about Adebayo going up against Embiid, I thought, okay, he might be slowed down on the other end because he has such a responsibility to try to slow down Embiid. However, you know, the Sixers are going to have to keep this up and they're going to have to, you know, find a way to stifle Butler, Hero, Lowry, all these guys. Just how in game six against the Raptors, they were on their feet, moving around. There's going to have to be a lot of switches going on and they're going to have to really stay on top of it um, and try to force some turnovers, which... You know, in the Raptor series, we did. But, you know, the Sixers also can't turn the ball over themselves. Um, and I honestly would think, like, in game six, I, I would see Doc Rivers maybe going to some zone action here, you know, right? Try to throw these guys off because if not, if you're letting Jimmy Butler target these mismatches and really go downhill, it's going to be a tough time for us. And, again, Adebayo is going to be key in this series. However, I do think Paul Reed uh, could be a guy to try to come in and negate some of what Adebayo does given his athleticism. The problem is the Heat, again, are going to try to bait some fouls, and Paul Reed could definitely get into foul trouble early, so I think it's going to be tough for him. We need to match their intensity. Paul Reed's a guy that can do that. Hopefully, George Niang can stay in front of his guy and bring that energy right, so we'll see what happens. And another thing is Matisse Thibel, you know, I, I said he was unplayable in the first series, but, you know, if he can come in, the Heat are probably going to leave him alone again in the corner. If he can at least be a threat to knock down some shots or cut to the basket and get himself open, You know, we need him to stay in this game, especially for defensive purposes. We need all the defensive help we can get. Tobias Harris did a great job in the first series. I would expect to see Tobias probably on a majority of Jimmy Butler and uh, Bam Adebayo. He could be switching around, but if Thibel can help and be a key to this series, it could definitely, you know, give us some assistance, but I just don't know what he can be at the current time. And my last key to this series is once again, similar to last time, Doc Rivers. He needs to stay up to par with Eric Spolscher. Like I said, Eric Spolscher is a legendary coach. He has won a lot. He knows what he is doing. Doc Rivers, on the other hand, has his moments, right? But however, in the first round series, there were a good amount of games and he did close it out this way in great fashion. Doc Rivers was very solid. Even out coach Nick Nurse for a majority of the series, Doc needs to stay up to the par with things. And number one, he needs to figure out what the rotation is going to be. He said we might even experiment with three or four different centers. In my opinion, you need to figure that out. Will it be Paul Reed? Can he stay in a game and avoid foul trouble? Will it be a guy like Bassey? I wouldn't mind seeing some Bassey minutes, but the problem is he's young. He's a rookie. He's just coming off an injury. He hasn't played much. Will he be able to stay in a game? I don't know. And DeAndre Jordan is way too slow. Bam Adebayo will have a field day. And especially with the Sixers needing help to clean up the glass, I don't think DJ is going to be quick and agile enough to do that. And now he hasn't played in, in a little while, so I don't know about that. But the rotations need to be good. We need to limit it as much as we can, but also provide sparks where we can. You might even see some fur on again in this series. I don't know what's going to go on here, but Doc needs to get it on track. The second thing is, you know, if this hardened style offense, however many games we use it, if it's not working, right, if things aren't working, you cannot live or die on Isolation Island with James Harden. You have to switch it up. Doc needs to make sure he gets everybody involved from the opening tip because Tobias needs to stay ready. Maxi needs to stay ready. All these guys, even Danny Green's going to have to hit some big shots in this series, and you need the ball moving. Like I said last series, the Sixers need to be multidimensional. It's much harder without Joel Embiid, but Tobias going to have to step up and be a big scoring threat. Maxi is going to have to do that. I think Maxi 
could be the one key that can blow by these Raptors. I'm sorry, these Heat defenders. And I think Maxi uh, could really get us going, right? He could really get, especially in the midst of a slow run or stuff like that, where, you know, Doc Rivers doesn't have much to go to. Maxi can step up and be that first for us. Um, and, and I think Doc's going to really have to be creative, right? A lot of off-ball screens, a lot of flares, uh, just a lot of things to get these shooters open because, again, the Heat are very creative and they will bring a lot of pressure on the perimeter. And lastly, in terms of defense, you know, like I said, I expect to see Tobias on Jimmy and, and Bam and a lot of different combinations. Doc needs to be quick on his feet. If Thibault's getting in foul trouble or hurting us on the offensive end, you got to get him out, right? If Furkan's not hitting shots, you got to get him out. If Niang, same thing, right? Doc needs to be quick on it, and he needs to throw different looks. You can't do the same thing. You can't let Jimmy Butler go off for a 13-point quarter and do absolutely nothing to adjust. Tobias did a great job on Siakam in the first series. We need different guys switching on on different defenders. If it's not working, maybe go to a zone. Um, you know, you're going to really have to be creative in this series, especially without Joel Embiid. That's the only way we have a chance to pull this out, and Doc Rivers is going to have to have a really really good series like he did last time. So at the end of the day, this is a very tough situation to be put in. And like I said at the beginning of this video, if circumstances change, if things happen, you know, none of this might apply. So I, it's really hard to make this prediction. I was fully prepared to come into this series and pick the Sixers to win in seven. I do think that they could match up against the, the Heat. And like I said before, I don't see Joel Embiid being sidelined, you know, by anything other than injury. I, I don't see this guy being stopped. I think he has that will and that belief right now. The problem is now he has not only the thumb injury, but the whole face injury to deal with, and it's a very tough thing to be put in. Now, with Kyle Lowry out in game one, this could be the perfect opportunity for the Sixers to steal. And if they go and split in Miami and Embiid comes back in game three, this could be a whole different story. However, I just don't know, especially if Embiid comes back wearing the mask, what will his visibility be like? What will his just you know ability to roam and dominate like Joel Embiid does? What will that look like? It's just really unclear at this point, and it's very tough. You know, again, I was prepared to pick the Sixers, but at the end of the day, I always have to keep it realistic based off what I see. Injuries happen; they've been dominating these playoffs, and it really does suck to see all this talent go down. But without Joel Embiid, let's be honest, the Sixers really don't have much of a shot in this series. I'm going to pick the Miami Heat to win this in six games. I think we'll put up a fight. I think we'll put up a shot. And again, if we go and split while Larry is out, say even Jimmy Butler misses a game, right? Or Joel Embiid comes back in game three, we split, and he looks like Embiid. Like, the Sixers could pull this out, but I, I'm just not too confident in that right now. It breaks my heart. You know, I just hope for a good series, and I hope somehow, some way. Joel can come back. If he does this, man, I don't want to hear another word about him being soft or this or that, man. I think it's going to be a really energized series, a lot of smack talk and a lot of grit, but uh, may the best team win. You know, those are just my thoughts. Give me all yours down below. Give me your predictions down in the comments. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Like I said, we'll be live every single game. Be sure to tune in. You guys have a great one. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and I'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Perfect. Perfect. Perfect.